Happy Hub Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports, who are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. He's hydrated. He's ready to go. He's got a rope hat on. Yeah, it's uh, Tory Pines. It's, Ooh, oh, it's not so good. Oh, man. It's weird how the tree's like showing a boat. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a little comfy hat today as we, uh, not too long after the show goes off the air, I got to head to the head to Myrtle and uh, go meet up with uh, the rest of the World Putting League professional mini golf golfers and, you know, figure out uh, there's very official balls they have to give me. I'm not sure why they have to give me them the day <laughs> before. Balls. Well, it was like a whole thing, I guess, that uh, the last tournament that the practice balls were not the same as the tournament balls, and there's a different feel to the balls. And my God, Dan's already clipping this. Damn it. Um, but I mean, that's... that was a, it was a thing. And I get it. Like if you're, <laughs> if you're at the highest level, you wouldn't, I mean, it's the same conversation we had about the basketballs in the NBA. Like what if you just showed up for the playoffs and they had different basketballs? People would be losing their goddamn minds because this is they not did that one season. They gave a different basketball and they went nuts. They made them play like with a synthetic ball or something, or it was more plastic. And people were like, No, my hands are bleeding from the ball. Like it just got absurd and they went right back to it. Yeah, this is not baseball people. So they do, yeah, they, they need to give me the official balls and need to get my jersey. I'll tweet out the, I'll tweet, I know it. This is hilarious. My wife is still super unimpressed. She leaves in the morning very early, and I I have to get the kids to school, which is not happening when I'm in Myrtle Beach. So we're relying on a friend of the family to bring the kids to school, which is you know happens every once in a while, but usually not for professional mini golf. So uh, Andy's wife super unimpressed with uh, with Andy this week, but. I agree with Drew's right, by the way. I hope this is some sort of elaborate prank. <laughs> I, thought, like, I think, yeah, it's, it, it does remind I hope you me. get off the plane and just show up to a mini golf course and some 18-year-old kid is just staring at you like, what? What? The like, world what league? Yeah, Come that, on, bro. God, that would be something. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, it, and it does remind me, too, of just the – when we first started doing the deep dive like five years ago, you know, I had a I, I had a full full time job. I owned a company, which means I was self employed. But I was doing the podcast on like Wednesday nights with Drew, and I would just, I was so embarrassed to tell my wife that I had a podcast. It was just like a a project back then that I just told her I was working late every Wednesday, and eventually, I mean, she just assumed that I had some sort of girlfriend or something. Eventually, it's like, oh no, it's a podcast. Well, she's like, that's almost worse. Almost so, uh, she's put up with a lot of shit. She'll deal with it. But yeah, let's uh, let's gamble on some stuff. Oh yeah, the the guy who showed up, he got practice round tickets for the Masters. I would be there. I would show up back in hand. That's funny. I did try to stuff my putter into my suitcase. That didn't quite fit. So I'm playing with a house stick. Sorry guys. Can you carry on a putter? I thought about that. Like, what would what would they say if I just walked walked up security with a putter? Uh, like, sir, it would, no. it would have a it would have a head cover on it. Mm. You could, yeah, no. If you're not allowed to have like nail clippers or whatever as a carry on, I can't imagine you're allowed to have a putter. Yeah, mail yeah, it. You I'm, could mail everybody. It. Yeah, Pozzola and Feinberg. I talked to them too. They're they're not bringing um they're not bringing their putters either. They said all right. So even level on the handicap because I got you at a nice number. I got some CLV on your butt. Let's get it done. 
what yeah what if it was a cane it's like what if i just use it to prop myself up be like it's gonna take this way i could i could fake a limp easily so all right we'll get we'll get to mini golf more let's talk real sports for a little bit <laughs> nba last night uh i didn't make it through the last one but uh apparently it was a good second half for the suns yep chris paul finally beat scott foster and it's one of those things, Andy, where um, you, I don't know if you listen to the show on Tuesday or not, but we had the Warriors game, right, where the Warriors, they, they don't want to go down 0-2. They only have to make these few adjustments. They're going to beat this Kings team. There's, like, no way. All those people lost a bunch of money, and then they all seem to be on the Clippers. Well, the, you know, the Suns, they're down 0-2. They're not healthy. You know, Scott Foster, Scott Foster. and uh, It just felt weird, and I'm just glad that I stayed away from both of those games. I mean, it's – uh, last night, the Celtics take care of business against the Hawks. The Hawks come out with a big lead. Celtics wax them basically for the, the last three quarters of the game. Um, Cavs took care of the business, uh, took care of business against the Knicks in a big way. Um, actually, low key made me feel like my minus two and a half games ticket is not completely dead. If they can play defense like that, it's over. Um, and yeah, I mean the Clippers Suns game, uh, the Suns with exactly what they try they hoped for in the half court offense and I think an offensive rating in the half court of like. 125 or 126, which would be the greatest offensive rating of all time. Um, again, especially in half court where it's harder to be. So if the Suns can play like that and, again, really maximize um, the few players they have, it's going to be a fun series. But I, I still like all our Nuggets tickets. It's my big takeaway. Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know about the NBA. I don't understand some of these middling series. It's like the Boston beating the shit out of the Hawks makes sense to me. The Clippers playing this well for a game and a half, essentially, at this point, has kind of flummoxed my brain. And then, uh, I don't know. Hawaii. Cleveland, New York. Like, uh, Cleveland, New York feels like it's going to be a good series. Three games tonight. Obviously, why show a Lakers game at night? Uh, much more people. This is dumb. And I, I get I get Denver's a very good team. But there cannot be more interest uh, on the West Coast in the Denver, you know, um, Minnesota game than you know the uh, the the Lakers match. I mean, you got some big stars in that game. It's a lot of fun. It's three good games tonight. I think maybe they kind of stack things, and they're concerned about injury at this point. You know, uh, these should be three fantastic games. John Morant questionable went from doubtful to questionable. Um, again, if you're looking for a name for an NBA show, upgrade to question, upgraded to questionable. It's just really fantastic. Um, we'll see how he goes. He's been had a hurt hand for a little while, re-injured it. We'll see if he tapes it up and, and gets out there against the Lakers. It should be a really interesting game. The Lakers, again, play great. If they come out and play that same game again, should maybe look towards an under, maybe look towards the Lakers. But I need to wait and see if Morant is playing or not. If he is out, hopefully the line doesn't move too much lower. Um, I will grab an under, you know, honestly, anything 223, 224, something like that. But if um, Morant is in, I'll probably just leave that one alone. And then the nightcap, your Denver Nuggets got – I'm sorry, your Minnesota Timberwolves got smoked by the Denver Nuggets. But then you like the Nuggets too. This is actually kind of a win-win for you. But, um, yeah, Minnesota, it could just be, again, that first game, just the big relaxation after the month and a half push to get to the playoffs, to get through the plan, uh, you know, get through all that adversity and just be in Denver and just kind of lay it off. We'll see what they bring tonight. I think that the tempo should be pretty high. I thought about maybe an over in that game, but everything looked about right. 
The one bet I did make, though, the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, kind of another game mired in injury. Um, you know, we thought we were done with this. At least it's not stuff we're questionable about. These guys actually look like they're hurt. Um, Tyler Hero is probably out for the rest of the season. It's at four to six weeks with a broken hand. We'll see. It's his shooting hand. Um, it's going to take a while. He really takes a lot of dynamic um, a dynamic offensive presence away from the Miami Heat. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he looks like he is, I believe it was doubtful he was listed as. Um, we'll see. They might try him pregame. He has some sort of back injury. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but looks like he might play, um, might miss tonight. The Bucks six-and-a-half-point favorites here, but give me the under. 219 is a really big total here, um, especially for a Heat team that loves to keep the pace low, a Heat team that will be without Tyler Hero. No Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, you lose some uh, – presence defensively but offensively again a lot less options and a lot more ability here for Miami to defend and again same thing no Tyler Hero that leaves Drew Holiday to kind of wander around and cause a lot of trouble I mean Middleton is going to do a nice job we'll see what he can do tonight so I think it makes sense to have the Bucks as favorites maybe a little value in the heat plus six and a half but really like the under here I had this closer to 215 so anything 219 even 218 or higher looks good well I think it'll be a nice ugly game I think Giannis is fine once you're re- like, how how old is Antetokounmpo? Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is twenty eight. Ah, that's not that old. That kind of kills my point. I was gonna say once you reach a certain point, you just you learn how you to have, deal with your back. But you just have a back injury, like always. Like it's not like oh, I have a back injury this week. You you have a back injury for the rest of your life. Like if you do something that you don't normally do, your back hurts the next day. If you twist funny or sit in the car too long, your back's a little sore. Like at a certain point, you just have a back injury. 28 is probably right. too early. But to be fair, he's doing things I'm not normally doing. Like uh, it's you know, not bang, I don't, I'm not banging compare. around in the lane with the big guys, you know. Maybe calves. You guys could compare calves, but I, I think the rest of your body is a little different than his. Yeah, I'm a perimeter guy. Like when I play, I'm, I'm taking the I'm taking the <laughs> The un- uncontested three-pointers because nobody's going to cover me. Rainmaker. Raindrop. What's he What's he yell on? Raindrops. Uh, Raindrops. Yeah, that's about Make it rain. Rainstorm. <clears throat> did, I will. Uh, important update. Basketball update from my house. We did raise the hoop to 10 feet. So now it's like. now. And actually, I did get better at shooting. I am better on a 10-foot hoop than an 8-foot hoop. Like the, the angles make a little more sense. Like, you understand why Shaq was a bad free throw shooter now. Yeah, no, I, oh, for sure. Like it's it's like the angle's all fucked. I got to give it some weird, some weird kind of parabola to it. I hate this. So, um, <laughs> golf. Uh, let's. It's happening. It. It's happening. Let's let's get excited. It's. I did uh, newsletters not quite out, but uh, my gripe for this one is: Do we really need eighty teams? Like it's a fun event. There are one hundred and sixty golfers involved. Like that's too many. Because, and we did talk about this a little with Noonan yesterday, like, this is the kind of event that is advantageous for the better golfers. Like, Rory McIlroy blew up at the Masters, famously. I I was gleeful about this. These things happen. He had a couple bad rounds. That happens all the time. Great golfers can have bad rounds because golf is hard. But for some of these top teams, to have a blow-up hole... Essentially, both guys have to have a blow-up hole in the same hole. Otherwise, you know, if you're if you're playing uh, best ball, it's like, hey, oh, my my teammate just teed off and put it in the fucking water. 
what are you going to do? You're going to pull out drive. No, you're going to pull out a two iron or a three wood and you're going to hit a safe shot and take par on that hole. You're not going for it. Like the odds of both guys just absolutely duffing up a hole is so hard. So, I mean, these top teams that have top players, even if one guy isn't playing that good, it's so hard for that team to like fail completely. So the the cream really does rise to the top in these team events like this. It's super hard to take like, long shots i know some people have some good value and maybe some some each way betting or stuff like that and i guess that's kind of where i headed with this although i do believe this is a team who can compete to win this i think they're good enough and it is uh team canada which uh hopefully they play better than the leafs and yeah dan has been pushing this for years at least the leafs might not lose in game seven now yeah (laughs) this is this is something dan's been pushing make it make the do a random draw for partners that is kind of a lot a lot more fun like that would just be hot. super random matchups like stick 100 120 guys out there 60 mcelroy teams. and patrick reed yeah oh god yeah we should uh, we should absolutely probably get playing we should we should let the anyway. guys play this one too but um adam hadwin nick taylor this is over at DraftKings. i think fanduel is a similar line plus 105 i should check what bovada is i'm guessing it'll be about minus 120 because they do not chop. There's a uh, they don't do they don't do dead heat rules. So the prices are a little worse there, but you're not going to get your your bet chopped if there's an 18 way tie for 16th or something like that. So Adam Hadwin, Nick Taylor, both decent putters, really really above average ball strikers, and just are in good enough form. Like these are these are two guys that are. At a top 20 in form as far as what I've been running for a model. So if you give me two guys that are top 20 in form and give me a plus money price on, on top 20, and I consider this a team that's probably, I, I have to look, I double check this. I think they had success. I feel like this is a repeating team too. A lot of these teams who've played together a couple times, that's an advantage I feel like. You know, some of these new teams are, it's, you know, it's like, Hey, you haven't played together a lot. Things are going to be a little tricky figuring it out. Cause there is, there are ad, there are advantageous ways to play it when you're doing alternate shot. Whereas, you know, you can look at the whole setup and say, I want this guy taking longer iron shots. He should take tough. Yeah. He, he should take the second because there, there are spots where it's like, uh, and our good friend who helps us with the DFS show that's on later today, <clears throat> looked at that. And it was like, Five of the eight over 200 yard, uh, you know, iron shots are going to occur for the one guy. So if you have a player who's better with long irons, he should be teeing off on the odd number hole. So he takes those shots kind of thing. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting to break the Byron, uh, the model maniac. He did that. It was kind of interesting. And you would think these guys are smart enough to figure that out, but yeah, I'm on the Canadians top 20, anything, even money or better. I worry a little bit about Hadwin spraying it off the tee. But here the fairways are wide and the rough is short, so it's not so much of a big deal. So for that top 20, when you're kind of looking at no dead heat versus dead heat, I'm sure it's a little different every tournament. Maybe a bigger tournament or a tighter tournament has a different value. But in general, like what difference are you looking for dead heat versus not? And when do you maybe go away from that? So on this one, I'm going to play I'm going to play it at, uh, you know, with dead heat rules, take the better price because the scoring should be a little more spread out. You know, there, there's, you know, you say 160 golfers, but technically there's only 80 teams. You're only going to have 33 teams that make the cut. So, so this is almost a make the cut bet and then just don't screw it up on the weekend. 
But the fact that the scoring should be very low, sometimes that's kind of the tiebreaker I use because I don't have the I don't have the math for this. But the, the tiebreaker I would use for a lot of this is like the scoring distribution. Is somebody going to shoot 15 under or better to win this? Which in this case, yes. It's likely 20 under or better at this one. Or is it, are we playing at fucking Carnoustie and, you know, it's the winners can be one over or, you know, like two under or something like that. Right. You have a tight, if you have that tight distribution, it's just more apt to have a lot of ties. Whereas a, a wider distribution kind of spreads that out and, you know, then you're just you're looking for someone just play well. Don't worry about 13 other groups playing as well as you. So in this case, I am going non dead heat. But again, it's one of those things where kind of get a feel for it. Get a feel for if if it's usually <clears throat> plus 120 at dead heat books and minus 120 at, at not dead heat books. You understand that relationship and what the average difference is. And there's a week where it's just off. You know, sometimes it's just a case, well, I'm taking the other one because this pricing is just off this week relative to the two. But yeah, for that was a good question for sure. Yeah, I think the other thing I would want to do is if I, if I was going to look at it, pull, you know, the last five, six years uh, at that tournament, just try to see, you know, how often were there ties for, you know, 10, 15, 20, like down the board, just try to get a feel for it. But yeah, I imagine there's some value sometimes one way, sometimes the other way. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, that's it. I'll have some more golf stuff later. I can dig it. What should we do this afternoon? I don't know. Do we oh, put Champions League in or are we going to do Champions League randomly? Stuttgart. Oh, my God. I got murdered. I did take some over one and a half live to kind of assuage my Napoli bet. But, yeah, Napoli hurt me deeply yesterday. So uh, is there Champions League? Oh, God. All right. You look at that. I'll talk about tennis because we do. We have one match this afternoon in Stuttgart. We're taking an underdog, um, and she's being bet the other way, which always makes me feel a little funky about this. But Elena Ostapenko goes up against Ons Jabor. Jabor actually coming off her first title of the season, really starting to play some nice tennis. But surface change here, um, and as I look at this match, it's one of those spots where if Ostapenko hits her spots, which she generally is about a 50-50 shot of doing, she wins this match and, and probably kind of comfortably. She is... Um, has all the power and, st- and strength that really Jabor can struggle with in certain players and um, is happy to take this match and make the points really short, whereas Jabor generally does better um, with some longer points as she has more opportunities to kind of break people down here. I had this match much, much closer. I understand why Jabor would be favored, but not nearly by this much. So I grabbed 135. I'm looking at 139. I guess there's even a 140 or so out there. Looks like this starts about 2 p.m. Eastern this afternoon, so a couple hours after we finish the show. You got some time to put those in. And then early tomorrow morning in Hueras. Um, what do you think Hueras is? Mm. They don't speak Spanish, though. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say it. It feels a little Hispanic. This is Clay? Yep. Man. They don't, don't speak Spanish. Uh, they don't speak Spanish. It is Portugal. Very good. Look at you. Yeah, I was, I was, it was between Portugal and Brazil. <laughs> yeah, Portugal. Um, just a smaller tournament, but again, a good week for these. Um, a lot of the big names in Stuttgart, but there's a W100 um, in Portugal. That's been really early in the morning. So these matches will both be tomorrow morning here, and we'll start with a total. Jeannie Bouchard, former Instagram model, now back to playing tennis. Um, and when she plays, generally very good, a very high talent level, a strong server, someone that generally has a great um, bet in terms of overs, really competitive in some of these matches. And 
um, goes up against uh, Daka Kovinic, um, another player, again, my numbers really point towards this being a much longer match um, than the 21 games. There's an expensive 20 and a half. If you're going to play 20 and a half minus 120, that's five. 21, it's standardish. Juice is good, too. I had this closer to 21 and a half, almost 22 here. Just expect this to be a real battle. Um, I didn't really like the over two and a half sets price here. So over 21 there looks good. Um, and then the young, Erica Andreva, short underdog against Anna Blinkova. Um, this is another one of those situations, Andy, where we chance we get a chance to bet a young player kind of on the upswing where the market, again, is a little bit behind what she has going on. Um, going against Anna Blinkova, who had a great season last year, has really started poorly this year. And again, I think they'll be floated by her rating towards the end of last season versus what she's done this year. I had Andreva as a favorite here, so plus anything looks pretty good. So we'll take Penko this afternoon in Stuttgart, and then an over and Andreva uh, very late tomorrow morning in Weras. I think it's Weras. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with Weras. So. Oh, yeah. European basketball right. fans are crazy. They are crazy. There are none in the NBA. Yeah, they do yeah, bring no, like no, yeah. Can't bring firecrackers. If you, you tried to bring a flare, if they caught you trying to bring a flare into fucking Madison Square Garden, like, you'd be in jail. You'd, they'd get you on like some terrorist charges, man. Like you'd be in a lot of trouble. And then you watch, you watch this shit. It's like, hey, this is Greece. They're just like, they're just like smoking in the gym. <laughs> It's 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 a whole different world, man. As long as not doing anything racist, it's probably a step forward. Um, you hear all the stories of the use of bananas and being yeah. certain players. So. Uh, European football too, they do a lot of. It's like, hey, let's be nice. Let's be nice. We are a little more touchy about explosives, though. They did at the very least. You're gonna have to go answer a lot of questions for a yeah. very long time. You're gonna be in a you're gonna be in a small room answering some questions with someone. So, all right, and like I mentioned. Gentleman. In a bottle, in a little bit, I'm going to head down to Myrtle, which is in South Carolina, which I found out. I did have to do some Googling. I found out South Carolina is not cool with DFS. So I need to get my Rainmaker contests put together uh, uh, at the airport, essentially. Um, <laughs> I was about to say in the car, but I'm driving myself. I'm not doing yeah, that. No. Uh, you you shouldn't do DFS do that. while you drive. That you would do that. But uh, yeah, the World Putting League, um, working with a few sports books and not available in every state. I know we had to talk to somebody in Colorado to get us a screenshot. But uh, yeah, we have odds. Event uh, two. Again. Yes, event event two because there there was a, I guess it was at Hawaiian Rumble. I'm not sure where event one was, but you could if if anybody watches some of Pozzola's stuff, he did a, like a watch along with those. And just for the record. Well, not only do I not live in Colorado, and I again, I, I don't think you can bet on this in Iowa. Didn't bet this. I'm in the event. That's uh, that's that's the opposite of integrity, noob. So, not bet, not betting on uh, the field. Although, like, just looking at it, of all the people I've like watched highlights of, it, this uh, Prokopova gal, Olivia. That I don't know if she has a nickname. I call her the Czech Nightmare. She, I think she's. That's, I think she bets. I think she putts ambidextrously too, which is kind of an advantage for one of some of the shots. Calhoun has sent me so many YouTube videos of like this <laughs> event and stuff, and, like, helping me prep to be good at this. I don't think I'm going to be that good. But, Cal uh, loves a good a rabbit hole. 
he does kind of dig a rabbit hole. So it's uh yeah, like that's a that's a good one. Like if, if you're in Colorado and you're looking to get some action done, yeah, there's a plenty of YouTube if you want to do some research on this first. But I mean, those are your favorites are favorites for a reason. They're very good at this. They've been doing this for a long time. She's been doing putt putt since she was like seven. So uh, buyer beware if you're betting against Miss Misses. I think she's actually. It's like a you know my my favorite uh, competitive eater. Uh, Miki Sodu is hmm. married to another competitive eater. I think that's the case. I'm gonna have to check with him when get when I get down there. Pretty sure she's married to another putt putt guy who's on tour. So power couple, power couple at the at the Hawaiian Rumble guys. So well, you can hang there. with both of them. You've done some light eating. You're now like an an amateur uh, putt putt professional. You know, like... They were uh, Mickey, Mickey and Nick were up at the casino up in the Twin Cities a while back for like a meatball eating contest. I almost went up there. If you guys remember, I had her do a, a cameo for our friend that does hot dog uh, contest prop stuff because she's like, I'll do in the next hour, I'll do cameos for X amount of dollars live from, you know, the event. So I'm like, I'm getting on that where I had to go like hide in another room at my in-laws house. I was there for the 4th of July, like typing out a cameo request to her. So, um, and that's it. And yeah. And speaking of that's it, I forgot to do this Monday, but sad news. We're canceled, kind of self-canceled. This is it. This is the last one. I've got big projects I've got to handle. Dan's got some other projects he's got to handle. Noops has to start golfing in the morning, and I just I won't have time for a brown bag anymore, guys. We're gonna we're calling it. I'm golfing the rest of the week. We're gonna go through Friday, but uh, obviously I wouldn't be here anyway. I wanted to be here for the last episode, so. Um, send in your memories, send it. I'm just kidding. Don't do anything weird guys. There'll be plenty of content on this channel going forward. We'll have a lot of short content. We'll still have the deep dive, all the golf stuff, and we'll find some way to do some kind of one-off events for sure around bigger events. I think that's more fun than forcing me to bet champions league every day anyway. So appreciate everyone that watched. I don't know. Noops. If you have any final words before you got on the call, we were talking about it. If we should do the mash ending or the new heart ending. And then we realized like, fuck, we're old. Like nobody knows what those are. I'm trying to think of other versions of like from Wayne's world. Should you like the really heartfelt ending? Should we do the Scooby-Doo ending? I don't know how we would pull off the Scooby-Doo ending though. That would be tough. I don't have a really mystery here. But um, no, I mean, it's just, thanks everybody. Really. Um, all the support that we got from you guys in the chat. That was great. Everybody participate in all the contests, all the Patrick's, um, all, all, the all the great people in the chat here, friend, millionaire. Um, I'm not sure here is what language is that? It kind of looks like Hebrew or Arabic or something. Man, thanks for having you, but um, yeah, everybody that supported us, which is great. Of course, producer Dan, who took something that was kind of Andy and I doing something on our own and turned it into like serious show that looks really well. So appreciate everybody's support. Again, Matt couldn't be here today. He's been great as a fill-in and um, everybody was on for guests. We were talking, Andy, at one point about kind of our favorite moments of brown bag bets. And I don't know if anything tops Valika opening the drawer and tearing up his tickets. Tearing up the tickets, in the air. Put money in the bank. I know we said the fun. Lakers to miss the playoffs 20 to 1. We did say Sopranos ending. Um, we thought about just <laughs> like, I, we don't have the rights to that song, but who's going to sue us at that point? Well, at and least then, we just do. And then you black. just go to black. We should just go to black. And Meadows trying to park the car, and they keep they keep just Tony's about to get shot in the face. To black. I mean, it's just like a hard hard stop. So, all right, Dan. One He's more a journey time. song. We don't have money for a journey song. I could sing it. I think that's. I think. That's one one more.
sort of time for right? I can't figure out how to end it. Um, so just don't stop believing. Indeed it is. Don't stop believing, kid.